are we doing? How are we living? Another episode of Talking Football. It's been two weeks, two episodes. It's great to be back from vacation. Last episode, we went over all the offseason news and big headlines for the AFC. This week, we are going to do it for the NFC. I'm not going to forget about you this time, Therese. Do we happen to have a Therese Uh, Let's just stick to some NFC talk today, and then I'm going to try to have two Therese next week. Ooh, a little double... We'll double whammy for next time around. I love it. Well, let's let's go ahead and jump into this because we'll start with the NFC East. It's what we do. We start in the East, and then we go everywhere from there. But the top team in the East appears to be this season, the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott is returning from injury. Ezekiel Elliott is legitimately in the best shape of his life. I am also going very heavy on him in fantasy drafts in the first round. My first fantasy draft is this next Saturday. I have the second pick. I'm believing Christian McCaffrey is going to go number one, and I'm going to slide in underneath that and take Ezekiel Elliott, and we're just going to ride high with it because I am a full-on believer in the Dallas Cowboys this year. Offensively, put an asterisk on it if they're healthy because there are studs everywhere. We've seen the training camp highlights of CeeDee Lamb just – mossing everybody whether he's out of bounds or is inbounds it doesn't matter he still made the catch it's a great like snapshot that you can take of it of him just extending out and catching it we got to see him hit a 12 yard out on Jalen Ramsey holy shit he just freaking broke his ankles not necessarily but it's still pretty cool to see him be that crisp in his routes in the defense they focused on it in the draft they went heavy in the secondary and they got some good linebackers I think Micah Parsons is going to make a huge difference I mean shit he showed up last week in the preseason game against the Steelers in the Hall of Fame game and had a fumble recovery right off the bat so I'm a full believer in the Dallas Cowboys in the east this season and that is who I'm rooting for in that division I also think that our Super Bowl contender again asterisk if they can stay healthy that's a hot take there. Um, I don't think their defense is even close to what it needs to be to be a Super Bowl contender. I agree with the offense. Um, I think that it's going to be dynamic. I mean, it was at the start of last year before Dak went down. So, yeah, I think that fantasy-wise, I agree. Like, all of those guys are going to be fantastic. If I was you, I'd go Dalvin Cook number two. Um, but I, I can see the Zeke argument there pretty easily. And honestly, the, the crazy thing is, like, you can see an argument for a lot of guys like in that area, like CMC's one, but you got like the Zeke, you got the Dalvin cook, you got, I mean, Aaron Jones is probably a little bit down. I mean, you got Alvin Kamara there. You got Derek Henry there. Um, but yeah, you got, you got all those guys that like you could all, you would not be shocked if any of them ended up as basically RB one in fantasy. So um, I like the take though. Um, and well, Hey, that- real quick. Can I yeah. ask you a question? Sorry to cut you off. Fan, a lot of a lot of our listeners are probably going to be going into fantasy drafts here in the next couple of weeks. All right, I yes. feel like my league does it very early, right here Way at early. the middle of August. Yeah, so it is pretty scary on like who you're taking and if they're going to make it out of camp and preseason uninjured. But my concern with Dalvin Cook was that like he's just he hasn't been able to stay healthy, and like I don't want to lose you know points from that. And if they're down in games, you know what I mean. And like everyone knows he's Dalvin a- Cook. He's in the passing game. So if they're down, like that doesn't scare me. Yes, he's missed time, but I mean Zeke missed time last year. Zeke's has a ton of a ton of touches in his career. Um, you know, going to other guys, Derrick Henry's not in the passing game at all. Um, Alvin Kamara, it's like, is he even gonna get any passes with whoever's throwing to the quarter or whoever's playing quarterback, right? So I I would, you know, just overall I 
think that like Dalvin Cook is my overall number two. Like heading in, I think it's CMC and then Dalvin Cook is that those two are set. And then like between like running backs three and seven, I kind of just mix and match them a lot. To, uh, it kind of depends on how I feel each week. Um, if Saquon Barkley seems so to be a little bit. So should I not worry about Dalvin Cook's injury history then? I wouldn't. Because I think their offensive line got better. They have two awesome wide receivers. Uh, they're adding Irv Smith as their main tight end now. That just gives them even more vertical threat. That's going to open up even more, I think. So I would not stress about the injury history. Um, to, and to me, like when I go into drafts with like running backs, though, I will say this. I kind of think of it differently. I never go into drafts being like, I need my running back to stay now 17 weeks healthy. I'm always like, which running backs do I think can manage a workload and last 14 games? You know, like I'm okay mm-hmm. with them missing two games. Like I'll, I'll handcuff their backup throughout the season. And then when they're out, I'll just swap it. Or I have faith in myself of having another, like, you know, being three or four deep at running back and like being able to survive a couple weeks if they go. Like I'm okay with my stud missing a couple games if they're then averaging, you know, 20 points a game in fantasy wise you know, the 14 games that they are healthy. Um, and Dalvin Cook just showed, you know, that he literally is just amazing. Like in it, yeah. in all aspects. Unstoppable at times, he, yeah. He really is, he really is. But again, I do like Zeke a lot, actually. I do like Zeke. And I, right now I probably have him as, I mean, depending on the scoring system, but I probably would have him between probably three or four at running back. So, okay. yeah, but... I would go Dalvin if I was you. That's what I'm okay. getting at. Um, sounds like Amari Cooper is coming back. Um, he started out on the pup list, but he is going to be back, so that's great. Um, so the you mentioned the Hall of Fame game. I thought that was very interesting on a lot of things. Um, I think that it was interesting seeing Dalton Schultz uh, really play over Blake Jarwin. I thought that was interesting because Blake Jarwin was the guy last year until he obviously tore his ACL, and I think in like week like two or three. Um, yeah but like they are showing like a kind of a 50 50 split. And it, it honestly, it kind of dilutes that tight end position for Dallas fantasy wise. Like, I don't know if you can have either of them, but I like that. I mean, Schultz is awesome because he's from just like 20 miles from me. So I'm, it's always cool to have like just a local Utah kid uh, doing super well as well. Um, and then I know we already talked about the Steelers, but man, it was very, very telling of how they're going to use Najee Harris. Um, we kind of talked about it before that, like, I don't think that this dude's going to average very many yards per carry, but he's just going to have a shit ton of touches. That's, <laughs> that is what he's going to be. Um, so the, I read a stat, something like there was 18 snaps on offense with the starters last um, on the, All- or the All-Star game, Hall of Fame game. And the only running back to be on the field during those 18 snaps was Najee Harris. He played oh, all, wow. eight, all 18 snaps with the first team. So very interesting there. Yeah, that is. So, it, it's very scary that they like were letting him have carries in the second quarter of a Hall of Fame game, like when you know that he's going to have 350 touches. But it also shows that like they're just like, yeah, this is the dude. So that was interesting. But anyways, moving back over to the NFC, um, I'll go with the Giants at this point. So uh, Giants going to be very, very interesting this year, right? Like they have a ton of weapons on offense. Uh, Kenny Galladay did have a hamstring injury is out for the next three weeks. 
you hate to see that big, you know, big money guy coming in, gets hurt right as training camp starts. Now gets to miss basically all training camp, all preseason, um, and come back right when the game start. Game start. You hate the hamstring stuff. Like those are the type of things that just scare you as a fan. If it's fantasy, if it's just you're a fan of that team, like hamstrings stick around, um, especially if you're trying to force it to get back in in time. Um, so that sucks. It does sound like, you know, the other, all the other wide receivers are doing really, really well. Uh, sounds like Tony's really stepping up and like he's starting to make some plays. So that's cool. Their first round pick. And um, this defense, we talked about this defense a lot last year, just like how they're, they're just solid. They're not, they're not the sexy team, but like they were just like really slowing people down. They slowed down the Steelers earlier mm-hmm. in the year last year when the Steelers were what we thought the Steelers were going to be and how they were playing. Right. Um, So I really, really do like the giants. Um, I think they're going to be just one of those tough teams to beat this year. Um, Sounds like Saquon is could miss like weeks one and two this year. I think their, their goal really is to get him back by like week three. Um, So think about that fantasy wise that might, you know, that probably like in a snake draft probably drops him to late round one, early round two. Um, but could end up being a steal just because he's not going to play the first couple weeks of the season. Uh, with Kenny Galladay, that hamstring injury, that's carrying over from Detroit, right? That's, is that what he was battling all last season too? Um, it was a hamstring injury last year, but I don't know if it's like the same hamstring or anything like that. I did not okay. look into that. Yeah, this is a team that um, I think has potential to kind of shock a lot of people because, like you mentioned, we talked about their defense a lot last year. They added Aziz Ojolari, that uh, that outside linebacker, I believe, from Georgia, um, and they got him in the second round, and a lot of people kind of had him tabbed at the end of a first-round guy too. Um, I think that there's a real possibility that this team can be better than a lot of people think if, and again, put an asterisk on it, if Daniel Jones has been able to take care of the football. Like, that's really where I think things fall on this team is if, if Daniel Jones is ready to take the next step. Um, and speaking of guys that, you know, let's see if they're ready to take the next step. That's going to be Jalen Hurts as he is pretty much the the new starter, the new face of the franchise for the Philadelphia Eagles because this is a team to be kind of honest with you. I don't know how I feel about it. And I don't, I'm not just trying to sound like a guy who was a fan of Carson Wentz and thought he should have – that situation should have been handled better kind of got to be easy on it because he's injured in Indianapolis right now, but it's still a situation. When I look at Philadelphia and it's like, what do you have to be excited for? And as I put thought into that, it's like, okay, your offensive line's coming back healthy. Jalen Rager's going into season two. All right. You you're adding another Heisman. You're not another, excuse You're adding a Heisman player at receiver. Miles Sanders is your running back. It looks like he's going to be pretty much the workhorse there. But then defensively, that's kind of where the excitement disappears because I don't know what you have. Like, you have Slay at corner, but, like, that's not just enough. You know what I mean? Like, you you don't really have a pass rush, and if you want to call Fletcher Cox a pass rush, that's awesome. You don't have anything outside of him. Linebacker-wise, you don't have anything that fear that's to be fearful of. So it's just – can you stop anybody in this division if the offense is rolling? That includes Washington and New York. The Dallas Cowboys, good luck. But offensively, it's like, can Jalen Hurts take that next step and win you football games? That I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know that either. That is the biggest thing. But, yeah, you're right. They're kind of getting older, right? Derek Barnett's a little bit older. Brandon Graham is obviously old. Um, 
But yeah, uh, did, speaking of Slay, though, since you brought him up, did you see his press conference when somebody asked if he was excited about playing Detroit? Um, it was something along the lines of if uh, Matt Patricia was there, but he's not, so he doesn't yeah. really care. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, not really. If, if Matt Patricia was there, then yes, I'd be very excited for the game. <laughs> just <laughs> just throwing all the shade he possibly can. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Um, <clears throat> I think it would do <clears> – <throat> sorry about that. Um, it would do – you know, we'd be doing, you know, not a good job here if we didn't talk about the news of rumors of Deshaun Watson possibly to the Eagles. Um, obviously, nothing can get done with the legal situation, right? Like nothing can get done. Um, I do think it's the Jalen Hurts show this year, but I feel pretty confident that next year, next offseason, once – if everything goes away, I don't want to say go away. I don't know what the correct terminology is. Once things kind of, it's once per- the truth comes out and the punishment yes. is, there you go. Is Perfect. Set if there is one. Perfect. Thank you. Um, if there is no punishment and he has a clean slate, I think that it is a lock for him to be a Philadelphia Eagle heading into 2022. Even if Carson Wentz doesn't get the, uh, Excuse me. Even if the Eagles don't get that first round compensation pick from the Colts, yes, due to the Carson Wentz trade, yes, I, I still think a couple first rounders and just use that as a second rounder, um, and throwing Jalen Hurts and stuff like that will get the job done. I think that the I think the Texans are. I mean, the rumor is that they're ready to move on at this point. Um, yeah, and I think I would be too. Yeah, I think that you know. Two or three first rounders, Jalen Hurts, and a second rounder, it would get the job done, which is crazy. Um, you know, that's a lot of that's a lot of draft capital. But again, if he is cleared and ready to play, he's worth it. Like he is. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Niners just gave up basically that for <laughs> Trey Lance, which is an unknown. So we can't say that the Deshaun Watson isn't. So so that I just wanted to bring that up because I think that that's no, yeah, that is that is a real thing. Um, but moving on into the Reds, not the Redskins, the Washington football Ooh. team. Ooh, yeah. close, close <laughs> there. Um, the team that's going to win this division, uh, we saved the best for last, apparently. Um, this defense is going to be just nasty, it is going to be just like it was last year, but maybe even better. And this offense. I love this offense. I think the offense is going to be really good. O-line is solid. I love Fitzpatrick being back there right now. Uh, really is going to make the wide receivers better. I think in Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, a lot of people are forgetting about Curtis Samuel. I mean, he's been on COVID all offseason basically. So, and I think he comes back next week. Um, so like, there's not been a lot of hype on him, obviously, because he has been practicing. So I, I really like Curtis Samuel in this offense back with Ron Rivera. And then, a dude that everybody needs to be targeting in second round of fantasy drafts and Antonio Gibson. This dude is a stud. So last year, honestly got a little lucky with the amount of touchdowns that he got, but also the dude did not have like any catches last year. And we can't forget that he was 
an actual college wide receiver. He was not even a college running back. He was a college wide receiver and he didn't, they just didn't really throw him the ball very much last year. They like really wanted to focus in on him becoming a pure running back. Now that he, they showed like he showed what he can do as a running back. Now it's, it's game over. Like I think they're going to move him into the slot. Some, I think that he's going to be catching things out of the backfield. They do have JD McKissick still who caught a ton of balls last year, but that was very much just the way Alex Smith played. That's not how um, Fitzpatrick plays. He, he really forces the ball down the field, which is why I think they're going to move him into the slot a lot more, but yeah, I love me some Antonio Gibson in the second round. Uh, I'm definitely taking notes on that. So what we've got so far in terms of fantasy news you're going CMC, Dalvin Cook, and Ezekiel Elliott running back. And then if you can get him in the second round, Antonio Gibson has a guy to go for. Uh, I took your running back advice last year. Now, it wasn't your fault that it didn't work out. It just – it was a very good plan. It just didn't work out because of totally. other issues with those teams. So, I'll give yeah, it a second I mean, year because I we'll like talk- that. I like Antonio Gibson. Yeah, and we'll just talk about it. I mean, I was all on Joe, Joe Mixon last year. And again, like, he started blowing up right before his injury. Let's not forget, like, yeah. Jaguars game where he had, like, three touchdowns and, like, 200 yards. And then yep. the next game, he was awesome. And then he got hurt. And it's just, like, shit happens, you know? So, Well, what yeah. your what your plan was for me in my draft was to go Clyde Edwards-Alaire in round one because it was my draft. The fantasy league that I'm in is, is uh, a lot of Chiefs fans. And then just – snag mixed and then the second round you know on the flip because i was in the later round of first uh round one yep and it worked out great i nailed it you know i got both of them i was like let's go it's game over for you fuckers like (laughs) we're about to win this whole league did not happen like i said it was out of our control but it was a good game plan antonio gibson in the second i like um also terry mclaurin had a big year last year Mm -hmm. this receiving core for washington is better than I think people want to give a lot of credit for. Like this is a, a, I believe a receiving core that I was talking about maybe two at the two years ago, like when we started this, is at the end of the season. I was like, Hey, like you talk about building a basketball team in terms of receiver, like the Washington has it. And then last year they were able to kind of grow on it with Alex Smith at quarterback. Now you get Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm not saying he's the best guy, you know what I mean? But Terry McLaurin's still good. Kelvin Harmon is good. Curtis Samuel, he's going to be a tear. Cam Sims, I mean, you have your big body guys and you have your speedsters and you have your possession guys. Oh, and uh, Logan Thomas, former quarterback turned in a tight end. Dude just exploded on the scene last year. Maybe not as, I shouldn't say exploded, but he was a good tight end. And Alex Smith loved to dump the ball off to him. Ryan Fitzpatrick likes to do that as well when he has a tight end present. That's a guy I would also keep an eye on when we talk in terms of like, okay, who is there in terms of tight ends outside of Kelsey, George Kittle, and Darren Waller? Logan Thomas is a guy to keep an eye on moving forward. Yeah. They also picked up uh, Adam Humphreys as well as a nice little slot receiver. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, all right, okay. cool. That does it for the NFC East. Let's move on to the NFC North. You want to do the North next? Let's do it. Yes, sir. Um, let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals. All right. Joe Burrow. We know the story. Injured no, his knee that, last year. AFC. That's AFC. We're doing NFC. Oh my God. Yes. Excuse me. Um Chicago Bears. I hey, just forgive me. All right. Forgive me. I'm on I'm on the good stuff today. I'm just kidding. It's called actually sleep. I got some last night and I don't know what to do with myself. God, I'm so sorry, guys. But let's stick with 
or let's go with the Chicago Bears. All right, Andy Dalton, Red Rifle. Hey, I know the job was promised to you. I don't think it's going to be yours at about week two or three. I think it's going to be like, hey, we promised you you'd get a start. We never said how many. You're getting one. And it might even be the preseason because Justin Fields is absolutely tearing it up in camp. He seems to be the leader that they need um, and a guy who's going to step in. He has a chip on his shoulder. I think the best thing that happened to Justin Fields was falling in the draft like he did because it's, uh, all right, a lot of people are overlooking me. I There were several quarterbacks drafted ahead of me. Some are understandable, others not so much. I think this is a guy who comes in and eventually learns, or not learns, just does own the North once they move on from Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers. I think Justin Fields is a guy who makes a huge difference. I like the receiving core. I like Cole Komet at tight end. Jimmy Graham is still there as well. Um, and in that defense, I know something we've been talking about the last two years, Trees, is we're about to head into season three covering football here doing this podcast. Hey, they're in their window to win, and they're still good. They're getting older, but like I think last year we talked about, like, that might be like the last window that you get. Actually, I think it's this season. So you're you're asking a lot from Justin Fields year one, but that defense is set up to to put you or keep you in a lot of games. Justin Fields just needs to take over games and then take care of the football as well. Totally agree. Um, did you see the the Justin Fields throw today at camp? Yeah, Set it was a wobbly. It was a wobbly son of a bitch, but it was it was a good play. It's hard though. Like when you're going left and having to go sidearm, um, yeah, basically across it. I mean, not a lot of people can throw it that spiral. Um, I mean, you know our, quarter- can? our quarterbacks can. There but, we go. That's what um, I like to hear. Did you also? Did you see the Trevor Lawrence throw today? I did not. I didn't. Not wobbly. Uh, the one of the best spiralers <laughs> I've seen, and he he's rolling out right, stops, and throws it forty yards across field the opposite direction right in stride to uh look on treadwell um and Ooh. it is just go check it out it's awesome. owner alert it, it, it really was it really was um <laughs> Dude, okay. i love those slow-mo videos of what they've done with trevor lawrence throwing and it's like you have the pass coming towards the camera and you just see how tight that spiral is it's like oh buddy they got yeah. something special here Agreed. Agreed for sure. So um, here's the deal. Andy Dalton's going to start week one. It's going to happen. It's going to be against the Rams. They're going to lose that game to the Rams. The Rams defense is too good. <laughs> then they're going to play the Bengals. I think that they, I don't even know if they win that oh, to be honest, but damn it. <laughs> <laughs> let's say, I don't know what's so funny. Did I miss Just, something? Yeah, they're going to play the Rams and they're going to lose. That's just it. <laughs> like just the way you delivered that it was perfect. Um, Bengals, I think I think they squeak it out because their defense is so good there. Um, then they play the Browns. They're gonna lose that one. That is when the that is when the move happens. So Sunday, October third is when I think we see the Justin Fields action because then you get the Lions and the Lions at home. You're at home against the Lions, and then you play the the Raiders. So two very subpar defenses. Like that's when you want to bring in your rookie quarterback. Okay. The season's not lost. Got two easier games, easier defenses. Let's go against them to prep for then the Packers game three weeks later. That is going to be the really important one that my opinion, that's, that's where I think it's going to happen. If the first three games play out the way I think they're going to. Um, 
but you're right. The defense, this is the last, this is the last hurrah. Like this is it this week or this year. So, all right, let's move on to the lions. I'll talk about the lions here. Um, man, what is there to say? This team is just not going to be very good. Um, fantasy wise, literally, uh, I actually, I'm a, I'm a fan of Deandre Swift. Um, I think that he's going to get a lot of touches. Um, Anthony Lynn is the OC. He has a history of really doing well with, uh, running backs for fantasy wise. Um, so I do like that problem is, is there's just literally no weapons on the outside that like, is that going to actually affect Deandre Swift? I think it does, but again, touches are King. So, um, there's that defense. Oh man. It's kind of a mess. I just, I don't know, man. I, I, Part of me actually thinks that we might be undervaluing the Lions. And by saying that, I mean, like, I think that, like, a lot of people think they, they win, like, three games. And I think they might be able to sneak out, like, just five randomly. Um, but I still think they're going to be a bad team. I still think they take a loss in this division. Probably the worst team in the NFC. <laughs> um, but I do think that they're going to just be, I don't know, maybe a little bit tougher than what people give um, credit for. But... Yeah. Like biting off kneecaps tough. I knew you were going to go that route. No, um, no, 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 no. Honestly, honestly, I maybe I'm buying into that a little bit, that maybe they might just be a little bit tougher than hey, people. Like it might I just be it. a thing. It might just be a thing that get gets them an extra win this year. That like, yeah, they're just, you know, they're just tougher up front than what you, what you expected. And so, yeah, that's kind of it. This There's is, not a lot to say about Lions. This is my take on the Lions. They hired the right head coach for this reason that I'm going to say. He is going to rebuild that foundation. Campbell coming in and being your coach and just first press conference, just like setting the tone, going into practice and be like, we're going to bite kneecaps off. You know, we're going to face or we're going to be the face of this city. You know what I mean? We're going to be something that you guys can be proud of and that you want to cheer for. And again, I don't know if he's necessarily going to be the guy that they win with, but he's the guy who builds the foundation. He's the guy who builds the cake and gets everything rolling in the right direction on what they need to be. Because I do think the future of Detroit can be bright. I'm not going to say it is going to be because we don't know. There's a lot of question marks with that team still there but I think they've kind of started to build this team in the right way where defensively you've added some secondary members. All right. Your focus on the defensive line is present. Um, Offensively you went offensive line in the draft. That is smart. That's what you need to do. You already have your running backs receivers. You can continue to build through the draft and free agency, but this is a team with the Detroit lions that I'm excited for um, and what they can be if they buy into the program that is Matt Campbell, because that is something that can be very special. And like I said, I think he is the guy um, that they need moving forward. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you there. Um, Let's move on to, you want to do the Packers? I'll let you handle the Packers. Yep. Let's get into the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, you got one last dance. You're going to go 13 and four, and you're going to lose in the second round of the playoffs. That's it. I like this team. Your offensive line is young. Um, in certain positions, you have guys that are stepping in the roles that they haven't had to do yet. Aaron Rodgers is going to have one redemption season, or I guess one last two raw. My only question mark with him is how much does he care? 
Like, how much is he like, yep, I'm going to do this for Green Bay. They deserve it. Or is it just like, fuck it. We're going to go in, play. We're going to sling the football. We're going to have some fun. Whatever happens, happens. That could be a bad scenario. That could be a good scenario. Defensively, you're pretty much the same team you were last year, in my opinion. The, just the Green Bay Packers are, are what they have been the last two years. That's what this next season is going to be. Like, I think they just keep on rolling. That's, that's my opinion. Okay. Um, I love that they went and got Randall Cobb. I think their defense is great. Um, I, you know, they lose Jamal Williams, but they're just letting AJ Dillon kind of take over that backup role to Aaron Jones, which I like, uh, you know, you get Alan Lazard back healthy. You have, you still have uh, MVS out there. Um, I, I disagree with the second round exit. Um, I will say that I think that, the Packers go to the Super Bowl if it's not an NFC West team. I think it's NFC. I think it's NFC West or Packers. It's that's the only options. And yes, I, yeah. I understand that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl champions, and I don't have them going to the Super Bowl this year. Um, that's my opinion. Um, so I think I'm I'm high on the Packers. I think they're going to do great. Um, Minnesota. We kind of talked about Minnesota quite a bit at the start with the whole Dalvin Cook stuff. Um, Justin Jefferson did go down with an AC sprain uh, this week, which is always a downer. You don't like to see that, but it does sound like he'll be back by the start of the season, which is great. But then you always have to worry about it throughout the season of like one hard fall on that shoulder again. Does it, you know, do you have another injury there? So yeah, that kind of sucks. Um, Adam Thielen getting older, but still just, he's just a stud. And I think that he's got a couple more years left. Talked about Dalvin Cook, Irv Smith. I'm super high on Irv Smith this year. You talked about Logan Thomas. How you feel about Logan Thomas, I think, is probably how I feel about Irv Smith. I think that he um, is going to be just one of those late round, you know, later guys in fantasy for tight end position. You probably don't want to go into the season with him being your number one tight end, but like if you were going to take two, like take him and then maybe by the middle of the season, he kind of like really starts to step up. So uh, I do like, I do like him. Defense. It's solid. Um, they do have some older guys now, which is weird because like this defense went like I feel like this defense went from like super young to kind of older like in yeah. it quickly. I'm not saying they're they're like super old, but like Harrison Smith, that dude's like 32 or something like that, 31, which I, I which <laughs> is weird. Which is weird because like I feel like he should still be like 26 or 27. So it's weird. Um, but I think that. I think it, that if Chicago does not start fields early enough, that Minnesota is going to lock in number two in this division and a playoff spot. Um, I think Chicago has to just play that Justin Fields thing super, super smart um, and start him at the exact right time for them to sneak into that number two spot. But yeah, that's kind of my feelings on the Vikings. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with it. They do have an opportunity to take second in the division uh, and just roll into the playoffs and probably upset somebody and then lose the next round. It's about what they do best. Um, let's head to the NFC South. I'm going to start with the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan is still your quarterback. You lose Julio Jones, but you replace him with a Kyle Pitts. Um, I still think this team is building, but I think this is like kind of maybe the last ride for Matt Ryan. Like, I don't know, like, how much more or how much further his career in Atlanta is going to be when they're ready to move on from him. I don't, I'm not saying he's been bad or anything like that. He's been good. He's been exactly what they've asked him to be, if not more at times. It's just 
at some point the team kind of needs to move forward and move into a new era. And I feel like they're kind of starting to do that, you know, with a rebuild offensive line, you know, you have a young Kyle Pitts, you have a young Calvin Ridley running back situations. Um, I don't know where they're at really in terms of running back. Mike uh, Davis like is the guy. Yeah. I just yeah. mean in terms of like moving forward, who's going to kind of take over that position. They don't have anybody. I mean, it's yeah. like, it's Patterson that is like their backup running back right now. Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson? Yeah. Oh, brother. Um, and then defensively, you have a young set of – I shouldn't say young. You have a set of linebackers um, who I think are better than a lot of people want to give credit for. I think they're still kind of earning their name. Defense, like defensive line, um, I think it's also another one of those positions where it's better than a lot of people kind of initially thought. Uh, they had a ton of pressure against Kansas City last season. And, again, I know Kansas City's offensive line is really beat up, but, like, that didn't really stop them from getting inside out type of pressure and just cause an on top an all type of mayhem. Uh, secondary wise, you hit last year um, with who was it that they got last year? His name slips my mind every time. AJ Terrell. Okay. I actually did know that I get him mixed up with digs on the Cowboys. I don't know why, but I do. Um, but I think that the future can be bright. It's just at what point do you kind of move on into that new era officially in terms of a quarterback as well? You're in a tough division I just don't know kind of what this team is going to be. They're going to show up and play football. They're going to play good, hard football. It's just, are they going to win a lot of games? That's my question mark with the team. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, the hard thing with the Falcons is, and they were in a hard spot, right? Cause you couldn't get rid of Matt Ryan for even another like two years because of his contract, but like yep. having to pass on guys like Justin Fields, um, that's just, it kills it, man. Like it really yeah. is such a big thing. Um, but yeah, Calvin Ridley, I'm obviously a huge fan of Russell Gage is going to be a, you know, a nice number two there. Uh, Tajay Sharp is pretty good there. Uh, they have a few other guys. And then obviously you brought up Kyle Pitts. That's one's always interesting. Um, actually a few people have asked me about him on, you know, just for fantasy purposes. And it's hard to like, just cause you don't have that history of tight ends rookie tight ends doing well but like we also don't have a history of a tight end like kyle pitts um i think just because of the volume like he's going to be a very very good play uh so i have no problem with people like drafting him early like as in like tight end like four and five um in that area overall like i have no problem with that uh i love arthur smith their head coach uh i think that he's one of the best offensive minds there are in football like what he did with the titans the last couple years was amazing and like Mm -hmm. some people are worried that it's like well titans were just run heavy so now it's like mike davis show and stuff like that i don't think it was that i think it was just arthur smith knew like this is literally the strength of this team like why would i not use this and i think that now it's going to be the passing game and using Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts and Russell Gage and those guys. And it's going to be that I think that I think this team runs, I think this team leads the NFL in probably 12 personnel, which is two tight ends, like between them and the Patriots, it's probably those two. Cause they both have two great tight ends. Like Falcons have Kyle Pitts and Hayden Hurst, who they traded for last year. They didn't yeah. pick up his fifth year option. So I think it's a kind of a, you know, last hurrah here, but I really think that they're going to be running the two tight ends and just be like, okay, we're going to just try to play, you know, matchups that way. So I do like that. You brought up the defense. Dude, Grady Jarrett is a stud. Dante Fowler Jr. is there. You brought up Deion Jones from the tight end position, or I mean, sorry, it's from the linebacker position. Like it's crazy. Like this team has like 
great athletes and great football players, but like they're also have some gaps in this defense that is yeah. what's going to be the bad thing. And they're just in a t- super tough division. I mean, we've talked about the Panthers a ton this off season and how high I, I am on them. You obviously have the defending Super Bowl champions, the Bucks, and then you have the Saints who we can get into now. Yeah, uh, real quick, another thing I want to say about Arthur Smith, the head coach, he is an exceptional play caller in like tough situations, like late game situations. He knows how to put together a drive that like you score points off of and like wins you a game. There's been so many of those instances, like even with Derrick Henry going for a long run to like end a game in overtime against the Baltimore Ravens or you know, you got to get Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball deep, you know, against the Kansas City Chiefs in a comeback fashion and win at home. He puts together those type of drives that wins you football games. And Matt Ryan's a quarterback that'll, you know, just execute all of those plays and drives as well. So that is a good situation for them. Uh, you mentioned the, the the Saints is where you wanted to get into next. Quarterback-wise, like, I think you have to play Jameis Winston, in my opinion. Like, I think it needs to be Jameis. With Taysom Hill – that situation, we know who he is. I don't know what more you want. I know a lot of people can hear that and be like, well, we know exactly what Jameis Winston is as well. We did we did when he was in Tampa Bay, all right, with just we're going to chuck the ball down the field, just make things happen. Now he's got, and I'm not saying this wasn't Bruce Arians when he had Jameis Winston, but like Sean Payton puts his quarterbacks in great positions to get the ball out of their hands and have several options. And it's like, this is where it's going to be. Now go execute. And then for Jameis Winston to have Drew Brees last year to go underneath his wing and just pay attention and watch and just learn how to be a professional, uh, successful quarterback. That's what I was looking for. I think Jameis maybe learned or should have learned a lot from that. And I know Michael Thomas is on the PUP list. It doesn't matter when, you know, that's your offensive coordinator, that's your head coach and Sean Payton because he's going to call the right plays and he's going to get the right guys in position to win. Oh, and Alvin Kamara is still your running back. Defensively, I think they're going to be exactly what they were last year. They're going to be up in your face. They're going to get pressure. They're going to be able to create turnovers at times and they're going to stop teams. Like the, the big question mark for this team is Jameis Winston can they take that next step and be a quarterback that, that helps you win games and not turn over the football. Yeah. All bear bad points. The interesting part is with the, the Michael Thomas stuff, like all the rumors of like the team was trying to get a hold of him for like two or three months this off season. And he just mm-hmm. wouldn't, res- wouldn't answer. Like it's crazy how much drama that that's ha- that's happened ever since that dude signed his massive contract of like 90 million dollars like i felt like he was actually really like quiet and there's you didn't hear a lot about him until he got that contract so Mm -hmm. crazy um and also a huge downer just for that team of just like gonna be missing him now that you know that first month it's all gonna fall on um alvin Kamara. so yep all right cool um moving on to Panthers. I talk about the Panthers enough. Might as well. Um, yes, sir. I'm, super, I'm just super high on this team, man. Like, I just don't like CMC is going to be back healthy. He's going to make everybody remember that he, why he is, you know, the number one back in football. Um, they, I love their wide receivers. I love Robbie Anderson, who has a connection with Sam Darnold from the Jets. That they had an amazing year together. DJ Moore is an awesome wide receiver. Uh, you end up drafting, um, what JC is his Horn. name? 
Yeah, but Mitchell, or what is the dude's name that is uh, Terrence Mitchell? Yeah, um, from LSU. Terrence Marshall. Marshall, Terrence Marshall, thank you. Marshall, yeah. thank you. Um, Terrence Marshall from LSU's second year, our second round, who was played for their OC. So um, I think they, they're going to have a huge connection there. And then you brought up J.C. Horn. They have Brian Burns, who took a huge step forward last year. They have Derek Brown from last year. I mean, this team just is so athletic and so young. And, like, the coaching staff is just, just you know, has all that energy. I just think that this team is going to be really, really good. Um, you know what else I just realized? Sorry to cut you off. You're good. They drafted Deontay Brown, that yeah. big-ass the big ass guard from Alabama. Yes. Freaking Hulk looking dude. And uh-huh. Tommy Trimble, the tight end, the very, very athletic tight end from Notre Dame. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude. That is why I said that this team, I think, won that won the draft. I think they had oh an amazing draft. I it's awesome. Like I think that I think they're set up not only for this year, but like this is like the young time. Like they're only gonna get yeah. better. Um obviously and they got Sam, Chuba Hubbard too. God they damn. They do. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, obviously Sam Darnold is the wild card of like, was it, you know, the Jets organization that was ruining him or is like, he just not that good. Like this is the year to find out. And I think that he's going to prove people wrong. So I'll, I'll keep saying it. I, and I'll stick to it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like whatever. Um, I still think the Panthers win this division. Hey, if you got room for one more, I'd like to join you on the old bandwagon. Absolutely. You got a co-pilot seat available. You know it. You know, there we go. A little assistant on the uh, train conductor. Choo-choo! Leaving the station, boys, because I've seen clips of Sam Donald hitting Robbie Anderson in the back of the end zone. People are like, oh, is DJ Moore still on the team? You're damn right he is. But he didn't play formally with Sam Donald in New York, where it was a very shitty situation. I'm excited about this team a lot more than I was before, especially when I realized who they drafted this year. God bless it. And their defense. And we talked about, we've been talking about their defense all last year. It's like, Hey, these guys are young. They're good. What do they do this year in the first round? JC Horn. Yep. I'm all aboard trees. I'm right there with you. This is freaking fantastic. Let's go to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll just end this division. Tom Brady's your quarterback. You're bringing all 22 starters. You guys are good. You're fun. You're going to be great. We know it. Let's just see if you can do it again. That's it. I'm not going to keep sucking them off. We know who the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. We knew what you were last year. You went through the tough patches. You still come out on a Super Bowl. You absolutely dismantled that Kansas City Chiefs offense. You had Patrick Mahomes scrambling around for nearly 500 yards. I believe it was 498, 499. That's a lot in one game. And you made him do that. Uh, and then you didn't allow them to score a touchdown either. So that's phenomenal uh, in terms of Tampa Bay. Just Tom Brady and that offense, go do it again. Because you have, like Teresa and I just talked about the Carolina Panthers, you have a defense who's ready to face you. You have an experienced defense in New Orleans who also just pretty much kicked your ass a lot last year. In Atlanta, their big thing is they just got to stay healthy. If that offense is clicking with Arthur Smith, this isn't going to be, and not that it was easy last year, but it's not just going to be easy like, oh, we won the Super Bowl. Everyone else is just going to kind of get out of the way for us. No, you you have the biggest target on your back, especially with Tom Brady being your quarterback. Andy's on social media all over the place, just kind of running his mouth. Now, a lot of us do enjoy it, but I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there that are like, hey, I really wish you would just shut up and retire right now because we're tired of having to face you and hear about you. But that's just my opinion. Uh, I love it. Uh, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> so I'm all for it. Oh, I do too. I just, 
you can't hate it. Like that's the worst part is like, fuck, that was good. Like yeah, for sure. this motherfucker don't miss. You don't miss. Don't <laughs> miss. All right, cool. Moving on to the NFC West. I'll start off with the Rams. Um, obviously they got Matthew Stafford this year. Uh, we all thought that they were a great team last year, which they were going to the playoffs. Um, but then didn't have a quarterback last year um, in the playoffs. And you want to know what? Now they got Stafford. They're going to make a huge splash. Uh, this MVP. division is just instant. I don't, I don't think he's going to get MVP. I really don't. Um, I do. I just, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I can see it. I mean, there's always that outside shot. I just think the other quarterbacks are going to put up bigger stats than what he's going to. Um, but we'll see. But, this defense is outstanding. They did lose their DC, who is now the head coach of the Chargers. Uh, so that's always a worry there. But other than that, man, this team only just got better. <laughs> they literally only got better. Uh, it does suck about Cam Akers going down. It's the Daryl Henderson show as of right now. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out just throughout training camp. And yeah, let's just see. I mean, Robert Woods going to be a stud. Cooper Cup gonna be a stud and there oh, will God. be another one uh tyler higby tight end there is gonna be pretty dang good as well uh but they're gonna have another wide receiver uh, it feels like there's always three wide receivers in this offense that like are always on the field they like to run that personnel um so it, is it van jefferson who they took out of florida last year in the second round most likely but it could be somebody else um they brought in a few other guys. I know they brought in like Deshaun Jackson as well, who's probably going to steal some snaps. So it'll be interesting to see, but yeah. Um, I think that, I don't know. This team just is, doesn't have a lot of depth. That's my main concern. There's if a big injury happens, like I just don't know if they have enough depth to really recover from it. You know, like, something like the Niners, right? Like the Niners had a ton of injuries last year. They were still be able to be competitive and stuff like that with like a lot of their key guys going down. If the Rams had their key guys go down like that, man, this team might be like a top like seven draft pick. Um, given you could probably say that about a lot of teams, but like, I just feel mm-hmm. like because they've given away so much draft capital and stuff and having to pay a lot of their, you know, big name guys. I just think that their depth is a little bit worse than the rest of the teams. And that's a fair point. I just – my reason for saying Matthew Stafford is going to be MVP is, like, the dude has so many options to throw the ball. And he's – we we already know he's not scared to throw it. Like, we saw him doing Detroit. We saw – like, I think he leads, you know, all, like, active quarterbacks in fourth quarter comebacks right now. Dude's a stud. We all know this. Cooper Cup, boom, going to hit him underneath. Van Jefferson – Shows out big moments. Robert Woods, you can't stop him. Tyler Higby comes out of nowhere and is just like one of these unstoppable tight ends from time to time. And it's like, how the hell is he open? How do we continue to forget about this big-ass dude wearing number 89 strutting down the middle of the field or right here underneath that he can just dump the ball off to? Deshaun Jackson, you added that. That's a deep threat. He's old, yes. Tutu Atwell is another one of those guys that they got in the second round who I think can make some plays for them. I'm not saying he's going to be huge, but I think a lot of people can see him you know, kind of show out a little bit this year. And people be like, damn, we forgot that he went to the Rams. Or like, of course, the Rams get this guy with Matthew Stafford being their quarterback. And I just think this is a great opportunity for him to just kind of remind everybody like, yeah, I was the number one draft pick and I was in a very shitty situation for a lot of years in Detroit. This is my time to shine and I'm going to take all of the light. Like, I'm going to have the light show on all of you guys and it's going to be my kingdom. 
too bad you can't say that in Detroit because it would work perfect with the Lion, Lion King. But guess what? Even better, you do it in L.A. Keep on a rolling. Let's go to the Arizona Cardinals here. Um, there's a lot to be excited for if it all works out well. If Kyler Murray takes that step that we thought he was going to last year, it's going to be a wonderful thing. He has plenty of options. The only thing is, is he going to do it? You know, that's really the thing on if if he can take care of the football, if he can stay healthy and make the right reads. There were moments last year where there were like highs and then there were lows. But at the same time, it was like, man, if he just if he gets it figured out, this team's going to be scary. This offense is going to be clicking. And we saw it in flashes last year. We saw it like, you know, a couple times. The defense, I think that's another situation where they got better. They lose Patrick Peterson and that sucks. But, like, you bring in guys like J.J. Watt. You still got Buda Baker. You know, Isaiah Simmons is going into his second year. There is plenty to be excited about with this team. It's just it's got to go well. Like, everything has to fall their way, and you have to have Kyler Murray take that next jump. Yeah, totally agree there. And the problem, or, I mean, the biggest thing about this team, and, I mean, it's just this division. It's just so hard. Like it's the best division in football and all the defenses are really, really good that it's just going to be hard sometimes to put up points consistently. I think that you're going to have games that you just, you just don't just because the defenses are so good. Um, But I I am excited for the Cardinals. I think they're going to have a solid, solid year. Um, Moving on to the Niners. Uh, What more can we say about the Niners, man? Made huge splashes this offseason, signing Fred Warner, um, getting, you know, letting Richard Sherman go, trading up for Trey Lance. They get um, Sermon, the running back from Ohio State, to pair him up with Raheem Mostert. You have Brandon Ayuk. You have Debo Samuel. You now have a healthy, healthy George Kittle. Like, there's just options for days on this team. And, like, I'm sure Kyle Shanahan is just loving training camp with all of the options and all of the things he can do. Like this might be the first time since like the Falcons year when they went to the Super Bowl that he's had a team. And I think this team is even better than like offensively skill wise, even better than that. But like just having options to do whatever the hell he wants. And the defense is still going to be good. And honestly, Nine, I mean, this and this is no breaking news. Like, it's literally everywhere. Niners have, like, the easiest strength of schedule as well. Like, so that also helps. Um, and that is why they're actually the favorite to win this division. Um, I could see why people would, like, choose, honestly, any of the other teams. Like, I could see, I could see a reasoning for choosing any of those teams. But there's just, I mean, strength of schedule sometimes is that tiebreaker. So uh, I'm super excited for this division, super excited for the Niners. When do you think Trey Lance takes over? Because we've just seen him turn it up in camp. And, like, everybody's raving about it. We've seen the clip of him dropping a beautiful bomb to Brandon Nayuk. And I'll tell you what, the 49ers were one of those deep bombs away from winning the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Um, I've kind of always thought that maybe the Sunday night game against the Colts on October 24th, so one, two, three, four, five, week six, like week six, Carson Wentz could be back that week too. It could, could be, be like back. Carson Wentz, Quentin Nelson coming back. Trey Lance is starting. The storylines are present. Yeah. So, like, here's my thinking of it, just so I can kind of voice it out here. So they play the Lions week one, win. Play the <laughs> Eagles. Play the Eagles week two, win. So great. Okay, Jimmy G's off to a two and zero start. This is awesome. Then they play the Packers on Sunday night. I think the pa- Packers beat them. 
So then now all of a sudden now they're two and one. Then they play Seattle and Arizona the next two games. I think they split those games and they'll be three and two. You're at three and two with how hard this division is like that. Just, you know, like being able to be split in games basically at that point is not going to be good enough. Like you have to, you know, you're having to win 12 games in the, this division. Three and two is not a good enough start. So you go Colt Sunday night there, and then you have the bears after that. So, I mean, and then you're home against the Cardinals. So, and then you got the Rams and then you got the Jags. So, I mean, you're not going to find an easy stretch with this. T- I, I know I just said they have an easy strength of schedule, but like also like that division, like there's always going to be a division game every, you know, couple of weeks where you're going to have to face them, face some hard times. But so I, I'm going to say week six is when they finally just say, well, know what it's time. It's time to make pull the trigger. Yeah. I think that's a, a perfect timeline. Let's get into the Seattle Seahawks. Our last team um, of today that we're going to get into is this year that Russell Wilson finally gets the MVP? It's kind of been my slogan this last couple months of doing the podcast. Yeah, we missed two for vacation, but it's just a big giant question mark on what they're going to be um, in terms of overall performance. Their offensive lines coming back all the way through. Russell Wilson, a senior quarterback, Car- or Chris Carson coming back. Hopefully he can stay healthy an entire season because when he is, that's one of these guys who – just kind of tears it up week after week in the NFL. And he just doesn't ever really get that recognition that I think he truly deserves. In terms of receivers, we know what they have at tight end. Uh, they brought in Gerald Everett, which I think is kind of one of those moves that a lot of people just overlooked because he did splash quite a bit there with the Rams and would just come up at the right time. But Will Disley is pretty much their starting tight end. That's a guy who is really good as well that Trace and I have talked about. It's just he battled some injuries, so he's been missed some significant time. But in the draft, they also added Dwayne Eskridge and then a guy by the name of Cade Johnson. They added some other receivers as well. But Cade Johnson is one of those guys that I got to see firsthand in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. And the dude showed out, especially on those deep balls where it just gets dropped into the bread basket and he comes down with it, you know, with a defender on his back or in a contested catch situation. And uh, guess who's really good at throwing those type of footballs? You're exactly right, Russell Wilson. So I think that's a great situation for him to fall into. It's a tough division. The the Seahawks can be kind of, you know, back and forth throughout the season on how they play. I know a lot of it has to kind of do with travel. We we kind of put that together last season, Trees, as we were talking about them playing um, the AFC East and the amount of time that they had to travel cross country. Um, I think this is an opportunity for them to kind of take back over or compete. Not that they haven't been. It's just I don't know how to word it because they've been good. They've been going to the playoffs. It's just like right when they get to the end of the year, things start to just fall apart and they're not able to fix it. And it's like, if that doesn't happen, they're a team and it's kind of one of those like no duh type of statements. They're a team to keep an eye on. It's just, it's been hard for them to keep everything in line and together and running smoothly before it just starts to collapse. Yeah, I'm happy you brought that up. And I think that that's why they made their move on OCs. They let Schottenheimer go, brought in Shane Waldron, who comes from the McVeigh tree there. Mm-hmm. So um sounds like they're not so vertical anymore, which you might say, ah, that's bad for DK Metcalf. They're still going to have plenty of vertical routes. But like last year, it was like, if you watch any Seahawks games, yeah. it almost felt like it was just like, if it's not a 15-yard throw or further, like, why are we doing it? Um yep. 
And if you watch the Rams, you know that they're very, very short, very crossing, lots of motion. Um, I think that's going to happen. It sounds like in reports that they're doing a lot of motion. I mean, putting Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, um, Gerald Everett, you brought up, I think he's going to be a big thing in that. Like moving those guys around to try to get into mismatches, I think is going to be huge. And I think that that might help them not stall out at the end of the year. So um, I'm actually super high on Seattle's offense this year. I think they're going to do great Uh, defense. It's just, can you stop the pass, right? Like that was their big thing last year. They did do better in the second half of the year, but um, I mean, that's going to be the key. And uh, do they end up getting a deal with Jamal Adams done? Maybe, maybe not. So, do you think they should? Do you think they should pay him? You have to. You you traded too much. Like you you literally showed your cards. It was just like the Rams with Jalen Ramsey. Like you showed your cards. Like we, you gave up multiple first round picks. Um, yeah, you're you're giving that dude a hundred million dollars. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. So, you get a hundred right, million dollars. Cool. What's the first thing you buy? Um. You paid off Shit. all your debt. You you took care of your yeah. family. And it's like, all right, you did everything else. You still have all this money. It's like, what does Justin Treese want to buy for himself? Honestly, I don't know. Like that's that's a very interesting question. Um, it's funny because like I'm not like I never want to own a boat. Like I'm not a boat guy, but like I'd probably do it like a yacht or something just so I could just like be on that, like that or, or an airplane. Like uh, it'd be a jet. It'd be a jet for sure. Oh, so then I could just really good pick. So then I can just go wherever I wanted to just like, and I hire a pilot full time and just like, I just get to call and be like, Hey, go load up the plane. We're going X, Y, Z. That's what I would do. Jet for sure. All right. So Treese gets a hundred million dollars. He pays everything off. And then he goes, I'm going to buy a jet. You want to hear my answer? Yeah. PlayStation 5. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Simple man. First thing I'm going to buy. Yeah, I'll figure it out from there, but it's like, damn, I'm just going to go ahead and upgrade the system. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, okay, cool. Um, we'll be back next week, uh, but don't forget, Hard Knocks on Tuesday. Hell fucking yeah. Let's All go. Let's go. And then next weekend is the weekend of all preseason games. Like, every team is playing. So, also awesome yeah. to do that. So, we'll actually probably be recording after a lot of them are over because i think most of them are on saturday and we'll try to Mm -hmm. record on sunday and yeah it'll be great so we appreciate y'all and tonight we've been talking football